Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. the housing hour this is kevin ray your host i'm here with co-host mark griffith this show is brought to you by mortgage investors group thank you all for joining us today we thank you for coming in and spending this hour with us and we hope to add some value to your weekend and uh you know i'm really excited about our hosts or about our topic today because i think it really is something that people don't put enough time and thought into i think it's something that could really uh be the cause for many things um and we're going to talk to uh Michael, and he's he's actually with Indoor Air Quality Specialist. Michael Church, he's the president, and we're going to talk to him about a lot of different things. But but Mark, what a great topic! What this is something that we really need to discuss. And as we continue to get closer and closer to the time of year where where you know germs and, and you know things become more prevalent in the home, it's going to be even more important. Well, indoor pollutants always cause some major stress in the family, and it really is causes a lot of doctor bills to go up because any time there's pollutants in there if there's allergens and things like that kids react differently uh, cause respiratory ailments and infections so this is a big topic there is no doubt in my mind that my water is causing us to be sick i mean maybe he doesn't specialize in that we'll talk to him about that because there's just so much that could go wrong with your water because of where it's coming from and it's not going through filtration maybe i'll get one of those guys on the show absolutely here. well he does actually talk about water systems here as well oh, okay so he does offer that so that's something we might be able to touch base with him on Excellent. but with no further ado michael thank you for joining us well thanks for having me today guys absolutely i think the first thing that we should do because mark and i have a lot lot of people that come on to talk about what it is that they're an expert in. So the first thing, why don't you just discuss with us just a little bit about what it is that you do? Well, I specialize mainly in mold and odor remediation or removal. And um, But, you know, people don't understand indoor air quality is more than just mold and odors. It's uh, gases from building materials. It's dust, dust mites, things like that. So we we are experts in that whole area to try to help people live a healthier life and clean up their indoor environment. Now, with the water piece that I noticed on your website here um, that you were explaining that, you know, you have been dealing with air and water quality problems since 2005. And I think, you know, the, the, the quality of the things that are coming into your house, whether it be water or whether it be air, um, talk to us about what issues that you see the most that are most prevalent with, with what people come to you and say, here's the problem I have. Well, the biggest thing people don't realize, a lot of emphasis is placed on food as far as health goes. Well, you could, if you're a vegan and you're eating the best thing in the world, but you're breathing bad air and drinking bad water, you know, it's going to have a health effect on you. So um, I became interested in air quality in 2005 because my wife was eight months pregnant with our oldest child and what do we do when we have a child we take a room in the house we put new drapes new carpeting new flooring new furniture and then we take the person with the weakest immune system and stick them in the most toxic riddled filled you know environment in the house <laughs> oh, that's wow. a great great way that's to put a it. very good point 
So that was kind of like the uh, the start of my career, if you if you want to look at it that way. And well, let's well, real quick, let's start right there just for a second because the mothers out there that have those new drapes, the new furniture, the new whatever, they're probably wanting you to elaborate a little bit on that. So before I forget to come back to it, so you're suggesting for new mothers, new families, maybe maybe that's not the best idea to well, do. That's correct, and the reason why is because of all the chemicals that are in our building materials. Uh, I'm I'm a big believer that chemicals are really the what's really affecting the health of Americans you know everything we do from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed it's chemical laced whether you're taking a shower and a chlorine shower whether you use a soap that has uh, toxins in it your laundry detergent all these things you know have an effect on your body uh, like in laundry detergent there are four carcinogens that we know of in laundry detergent and you wear that all day long and I found it interesting when my son was born you know the uh, the doctor said well don't use um, fabric dryer sheets on your kids clothes yeah, right and I was like oh well, why not they said well because they're toxic to babies and I was like well great well what about me you <laughs> right, know what right. are, so I'm big enough I can handle it you know so well most kids like to go around naked anyway so maybe this is the, <laughs> that's way, right, that's the right. most healthiest way that's a good point well the other thing too if you think about because I have two children and they told us about the dryer sheets as well but what about the water talk to me a little bit about that because I mean my kids drink water from the tap that's is what they do is that not a good idea is it okay well i believe water from the tap is better than bottled okay, okay. uh if you're drinking bottled water typically the two best sellers in america are manufactured by coke and pepsi okay and uh many of the bottles used today you've probably heard of the bpa free movement that's going on well the the uh the bottles used today they bottled that water one to three years before they place it on the shelves wow. okay so it's had time to soak up whatever's been in that plastic all right and your body whenever that goes into your body when you uh your body sees it as estrogen Mm. Okay, now what's on the rise, especially in my Mark, women? that's what's been the problem with that's you. Right. Well, and, and, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, and, and breast cancer is on the rise, and cancer yeah. in general is on the rise. I mean, it's, it's sure. huge. So uh, so I encourage people... That's, that's really alarming. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I saw this, uh, this uh, thing about... It's a statistic where 1 in 20 Americans were affected by cancer in 1900, and today it's 1 in 3. Mm. Okay, and uh, so anyway... The what water, about, I mean, autism also? I don't know oh if my it's goodness, a direct yeah. result of that. But well, that's that's a very uh, very uh, subject that I don't. It, it's very what's the word I'm looking for? Um, controversial subject mm. out there, um, which is why we chose not to um, give our kids uh, vaccinations. Mm. You know, and I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, it, it's just we got to control the poisons that we put in our kids' bodies. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, let's talk too about because there's a lot of realtors that listen to this show, mm -hmm. and I know one of the biggest things that come up is mold. And you know, I'm not saying any realtors do this, but I can see a realtor you know, maybe or maybe not down trying to get rid of mold by taking, you know, bleach and maybe just the homeowners as well from the direction of the realtor. I've had a realtor tell me that one time back in the day because we had some mold issues and her suggested um, course of action was to just, you know, try to, to apply <clears throat> apply bleach to it. And, yes. and, and that certainly would do 
good for the surface contact, but that's not going to take care of what's already in the air, correct? That is correct, and, and it will not kill the mold even on the surface. Oh, well, tell us about how you remedy stuff like that. Finally, there's an old wives' tale about bleach, but finally people are starting to learn that bleach is not the best thing for mold. Now, it will kill bacteria and germs, but basically... A clean mold. Uh, that is correct. It does not. It doesn't <laughs> clean it. Uh, now, it will turn it white or bleach it, right. okay, but it's kind of like taking a pair of scissors and clipping the dandelions out in your yard. Okay, yeah, the yellow flower's gone, but the root's still there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the uh, bleach does not have a long enough contact time. And the worst thing is diluted bleach. Well, guess what? Bleach is already diluted. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you put water with it, it makes it even worse. So you just add water to bleach, okay, or, or add water and mold. The, the other thing about bleach is whenever it comes in contact with an organic compound, which mold is organic, and so are you, by the way, uh, it off-gasses trihalomethane and chloroform. Okay. You ever use Tilex or something like that in yes. the shower and you got to leave for a couple of days and let it kind of fan air out? Right. Well, that's not good for you. Bleach is also very corrosive. You'd, I can't tell you how many crawl spaces I've been in and there's gallons of empty bleach all in these crawl spaces where they went in there. And what's down there? You got copper, you got everything down there and they throw bleach all over everything and that just corrodes the crawl space. Here's something that is so important. People who live in older neighborhoods or, I mean, even newer neighborhoods, it makes no difference really, but, you know, people have an unfinished basement, let's say, or let's say they have a finished basement. And over the years, water has made its way into the walls. It's it's not been sealed properly. There's been holes that have developed. Well, that is a recipe for disaster for the person that's susceptible to allergy problems and also weak immune systems. I mean, you would never put a a toddler or a baby down in a finished basement that could potentially... I mean, you can smell it. When you go down... I've been in several houses over the years. Smells musty. And and even if it's it's not like a pronounced smell, you you can still sense it. That's dangerous, is it not? It could potentially be. And that's, that's your first line of defense. When you smell that musty smell, that's the first indication that you actually have mold. You know, people think, well, I can't see it. It must not be here. Well, mold is microscopic, okay? You can't see dust mites either, but that doesn't mean they don't exist, all right? And many times, uh, our filtration that we're using in our homes is not good enough to capture mold spores because they'll go right through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So humidity control in a basement is the the first line of defense. Uh, But yeah. But does that get rid of the problem? I mean, get rid of... No. Okay. It doesn't kill it, but it prevents it from either coming about or spreading worse. And by the way, every house has mold. The University of Arizona found that they tested 100 houses and 100 houses had mold. All right. So if we start from the foundation and start moving up, if we've got a crawl space underneath, which usually gets really damp, it's, you know, kind of musty in the crawl space area. People think, well, that's not part of our living area. It's not a problem, but it can come through the floor. What do you do? What do you suggest doing from that point going up to like a finished basement and just walk us through? Well, the first thing I would do is make sure you're controlling humidity. You know, many of the, the houses built today have these vents. And, you know, if the humidity is 80%, 90% outside, it's actually pulling in 80 to 90% of humidity into the crawl space. The second thing I'm finding is that these very efficient heating and air units run colder and cycle more. And I was just talking to a lady the other day. She's had this house many years, never had a problem in the crawl space. She had the heating and air system changed out to like a 17 sear or something like that. And now she's got a moldy crawl space because it caused condensation in the crawl space. So what 
you got to do is you got to rethink our building practices a little bit. You don't vent anymore. You dehumidify. Okay. And the, it's called the stack effect. Your question, answer your question. Whatever's in the crawl space will work its way up into the living space quite simply because your air ducts are down there. They're not efficient. Right. What are they? 25% average loss. Okay. So you're pulling that in. I was in a house a couple of days ago and it was cooler in the crawl space than yes. it was in the house. And because, mine is. Yeah. Because they were losing all that air down I've there. I've got a TV oh. down in mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's high <laughs> enough, you can do all kinds you of stuff. You got your Murphy there. bed down there. You kidding? <laughs> That's right. Well, were you finished with? I'm yes, sorry. No, I'm the other thing that I think too for people who have these crawl spaces yeah. and then also have these unfinished and finished basements, um, you know, back when we had this historic rain uh, back in May of 2000, I guess it was 11, was it? When the hail and all that came in right. and people's here. roofs were getting messed up and, and maybe it wasn't the crawl space, but water got into their attic, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the problem too. I mean, they're fixing the attic problem, but what a lot of people have, and not me, I'm one of them, what they did not think about was, well, yeah, you fixed the problem, but yet you still have the mold to deal with. If, right. if it wasn't, I mean, because these, these roofers weren't able to come out for weeks right. and months yep. and years in some cases. And and the, the rain kept coming, the tarps were on, the tarps got blown off, rain got in after they got the roofs off if they weren't able to get them closed up, you know, in, in amount of time. And uh, on, uh, back to the crawl space real quick. One thing I want to mention, too, is insulation. I just recently wrote a blog about, you know, people are under the impression that mold will not grow on insulation. Well, that is not true, okay, mm-hmm. especially in a crawl space. And maybe the fiberglass doesn't allow mold to grow on it, but what about the, cr- the cricket carcasses and the dirt that's in the fiberglass? That will allow mold to grow. And if you go to my blog, you'll see a picture of uh, insulation that I pulled out of a crawl space that had mold growing all over the paper backing of the fiberglass. I mean, it was eating it up, and it was uh, found to be black mold, which is stachybotrys. Can, okay? you, can you hang around for another segment? Sure. Is that okay? We're we're going we're gonna to come bring him back for yeah, another that's segment. A great idea. Um, this is really informational and, and helpful for me. So we will go ahead and go to break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to continue with Michael Church. He's the president of Indoor Air Quality Specialists, uh, located right here in Knoxville, Tennessee, our local expert. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. First choice for News Talk, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Hot off the press, the housing market is starting to recover, home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, home builders are clearing lots and raising roofs. 
Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of this nationwide housing recovery by offering you the lowest interest rates in our nation's history. Don't miss out. Call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us on mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. There is nothing better than summer fun in the backyard of your new home, grilling hamburgers and serving them up to your family and friends. With 16 offices in Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you realize this dream. Whether it's refinancing or purchasing, MIG is ready to serve you up some of the lowest interest rates in our country's history. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Your home for Fox News Radio 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Shine is mixing it up on the turntables while I'm micing it up with you here. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Oh, man, Mark has got it under control. That estrogen is really working well hey, for thanks you. thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, we're back here, and um, we have Michael Church here with us in studio. He is uh, the president of Indoor Air Quality Specialist, and we've talked about a whole range of topics, um, but I think we'd like maybe now to kind of segue into how we fix some of these problems and what the solution is. Um, and, you know, Michael, why don't you talk to us to that? Because... Obviously, you have a company, <laughs> so we've been identifying a lot of the problems. Um, maybe talk to us about these crawl space solution that you have. What what do you do to fix some of these issues? Well, uh, again, my blog talks about the insulation. Now, uh, uh, this is, again, controversial, but I do not like fiberglass insulation between the joists. All right. I think that, uh, and the biggest reason is because when I first started remediating these houses, I found a problem. Even though I would go in there to remediate mold, I would pull the, ins- you have to pull the insulation out. There's some companies, they don't even pull the insulation out or they reuse the insulation that's already there. It's got paper backing to some of that. Most of the that's time it does. And then you'll see some insulations that are wrapped in like a plastic bag. You go to the, you know, that's totally sealed in plastic, which now l- picture this. All right, let's say that, that thermally, it's working, which is why they do it. They do it to prevent heat loss between the, the crawl. I understand that. But um, as far as mold goes, let's say you get a little pinhole leak. And this happened to a, a million-dollar house in Lions View. You get a pinhole leak, and uh, the copper starts dripping down, hits the subfloor, all right, goes through the insulation, and then where does it go? It doesn't go anywhere. The insulation holds it against the subfloor, it can get really wet. and it rotted a marble floor out from underneath, and it was a drip, drip, drip that happened over it. So you that's why that's why I don't like fiberglass insulation. So if you can take it out and you can insulate the perimeter of the wall, okay, the the block. All right. Uh, some people like spray foam. I don't use that. I just use three quarter half inch foam board. 
you know, and, and attach it with uh, with uh, screws to the block. And and I, every one of my clients have been wonderfully impressed that their um, heating and air bill did not go up. It didn't affect that at all. Uh, and also that their floors, even hardwood floors, remain the same mm-hmm. uh, with the block. So, do you put a vapor barrier down? Absolutely, you got to do that because the ground is giving up moisture. And I forget the statistic, but it's it's kind of alarming. It's like a couple pounds of moisture per foot per day or something. So yes, you have to you have to slow the moisture down, and that's what I'm trying to do. I just want to slow the moisture down so the dehumidifier can work. Okay, uh, I don't want to totally keep the house enclosed or the crawl space enclosed because it does need to ventilate. There, you know, I mean, think about your house. It, it, the houses that don't ventilate that breathe an airplane. When you go on an airplane, you breathe recycled air. Right. Okay, imagine that's the way our houses are built. So if it, now in a commercial building they bring in fresh air, but in residential they don't. But uh, on the foundation, when you put that three quarter inch uh, foam board, what about the foundation vents that are existing? Do you close those off? I do. I cover them up, and uh, you know, so that again, it, it the, the way the foam board is attached, it's not sealing the block; it's just slowing the process down, and and. No matter what you do, the seal plate. There's a crack. If you if you go in there and you turn off the lights, by the way, you know, make sure you, you know, there's no uh, eyeballs. Look for eye shine while you're down there. You know, that's the first thing I look for. Um, but you know, you can look around uh, the the top of the block where the wood and the block touch. It, it, there's well, this, a gap. There's this is where ORNL with Dr. Roderick Jackson mm-hmm. about sealing the house, and they have a whole series and process for sealing those homes. Sure. Just what you're describing. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what you got to do is you either got to bring in fresh air from somewhere, or you need to have a purification system that recreates air quality inside the house. And there are some technologies out there that are recognized by the USGBC. And, uh, you know, then there was that fad about, hey, let's put a, a return and a register down there. Well, that's great, but who's going to go in their crawl space and change out that filter? You know, nobody, you got to make it easy on the homeowner. They're not going to do that sort of thing, you know. So dehumidification seems to be the best way. And, you know, even if you dehumidified and you had some kind of ventilation system bringing in fresh air, as long as you control the amount, you can still control the humidity. I was going to talk, this is probably crawl space, but it could be also attic. So it's similar because you, I'm sure, have solutions for both. But uh, it's kind of going back to what we talked about a roof was leaking there was an attic because it's my house let's just go ahead and say (laughs) it's my house Um, we had a roof leak it was fixed but we have two attic spaces on either end of our media room so they just happen I don't I can't explain exactly how the house is shaped but it is two two you know rooms that have attic space so water came in on one side of it we had it fixed and I don't think that there's mold but I'm definitely going to probably take a card and have you come out and give us some advice but in a situation like that because there's plenty of mothers out there and hopefully fathers that are thinking about what we're talking about especially with the newborn thing and then also about you know the fact that we had a lot of water that got in these crawl spaces and got also in these attics if they have a, a an attic that did get water in it and they sense or smell some what they feel is must or mold potentially what remedy would you have if it is that close to the living area and i mean obviously you can't pull out all the old boards you know but what remedy would you have cuz i can see where the water damage was so 
how would you go first about fixing something like that? Well, depending on how much water damage there is, you may have to, say, cut out some sections of drywall. For example, if it came through the insulation and was dripping into your drywall. Um, if there's a chance that, you, that it's a controlled area, you would want to remove that amount of insulation. Go and throw it away and then blow in some new. Um, so, yeah, if it's, say, if it's pine, if it's growing on pine, all right, you would you would vacuum it off if you can, or wipe it down, and then you would apply a biocide. Now, that's something else I do. I use non-EPA regulated biocides. Okay, the reason why is, is that good? <laughs> because if they're EPA regulated, they are pesticides. All mm. right, that's the difference. I use green biocides or biocides that are recognized by U.S. Green Building Council. Um, so that's another thing. Your pest and it works as good. Absolutely works. Because some people like to take fire to this stuff. Sure, you know? sure. I know, and and you know they they don't have to. You got some, you know, especially your pest control companies. The state of Tennessee, the Tennessee Department of Agriculture, only regulates EPA controlled biocides. So you have to be certified to use those. We had the regulator on last week, actually, they, for pesticides. Yeah, we did. They yeah. did. Okay, well, I called, and just to verify, because they change things all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, two weeks ago, I called and talked to the lady in Nashville, and if you use non-EPA-regulated biocides, you do not have to be licensed with the state of Tennessee. Okay, so to me, it, it's better to use them anyway. It's not that I don't want to get licensed, but why right. would I want to get licensed to use something I don't want to use in the first place? Right. So that's why, and, and many biocides that are non-EPA, they use peroxides or enzymes or things like that. They don't use harsh pesticides. And again, it goes back to that whole chemical thing. If I'm going to spray my house right. with something, why would I spray it with a pesticide? You know, I was just talking to a, an exterminator now that they, they treat the outside, not the inside of the house anymore. So they're trying to get away from that whole chemical thing. So. Well, and there's so many, I mean, you think about the solutions. If you're going to find a solution to a problem, you don't bring in another potential problem exactly. to come to a solution. It just, it's kind of the American way. And That's it's, right. people want to treat, you know, treat things incorrectly. Okay, so if you if you finish sealing, you fix the leaks up above, you get the, the crawl space underneath. You still have allergens and things coming through the, you know, main living area walls sure. and windows and doors when it opens up. I think the air exchanges six times in a day or something like that. Or an hour. Eight, no, it's 18 to 19 per day was a bad yeah. side. Well, yeah, exactly. So what do you do to help folks that may not recognize they got a mold problem, but they're just sick? It's not healthy. The house isn't healthy. Well, and again, I've, I've testing is always the first line of defense. I, oh, rec you test. I, I recommend mold air quality sampling to see if it is actually mold. And you do that? Uh, yes, we, we can offer that or we can refer it out if they'd rather have a third party person do that. There's nothing in the state of Tennessee saying I can't test and remediate, but you know, some people are comfortable. You see a conflict. Yeah, some possibly. people, right. you know, it's okay for the pest control guy to do a termite inspection and say you got termites and treat it, <laughs> but I can't do that for mold in some right. people's eyes. But anyway, um, I would do an air sample to see if there's mold and how much. And I just had this happen. Uh, tested it, the, the, the kids are sick. Tested the air quality, guess what, there's no mold. It's something else. It's probably dust or it's a brand new house, three years old, that tells me it's probably chemicals or dust or something like that. So then you're looking at filtration and purification technology. And you handle that? Absolutely, we, we offer a space certified technology that totally takes care of that, that recreates the air that you find outside after a thunderstorm without ozone. We can even do it without ozone. Some people don't like ozone. I think ozone is a tool in the tool bag. You know, to say that it's, it's not good 
good is like saying that water's not good or fire's not good. You know, no, those filters that are in your system are these like five hundred dollar filters that suck everything out of it? No, they're actually on my website. Uh, you can look at them. They are eight filters and the frame. It, it prevents bypass. So you know, the thing about filtration is when the filter gets dirty, the air starts to go around the path of least resistance. Right. So these cardboard frames, you know, if you got a gap guess where the air's going it's not going through the filter if you're using those blue ones that your cat can run through you might as well not have anything at all you so, know so, so these are something you hook up to your existing fil- uh, furnace they fit right where your return air is okay. there's nothing to install and basically they have a double dust gasket seal around the frame that prevents bypass and then it catches more stuff because okay. it's forcing it through the air filter. Let me try to get a question in here real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I have He's talking question. about his house now. Exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, I've got some things going on in my mind I'd like to talk about, but seriously though, um, with, with our house, we have a schedule to change the what are the what are those things called that you have to change those things right there the filters the filters yes. there. okay yeah so the air filters now folks that don't change those regularly i'm not saying i'm one of them but is could that be harmful sure to, so so that's like something you can do for tw- under fifty dollars is to make sure that you're changing your air filter that's out. right and, and not only is it harmful to you it's harmful to your heating and air unit i mean if, right. if you've not changed your filters and it's starting to suck the filter into the return that's mm-hmm. uh, that's not good because isn't there a better system because that is such a pain in the neck especially if you have because we have like literally like 15 or something it's a huge amount right i mean is there not something your else? heating and air guy sold you a return in every room, right? I don't know what yeah. he sold me. I got so many units in my yeah. house; it's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, I mean, is there's there, nothing wrong with that. By the way, it, I'm just saying. I'll, that's, I'm that's gonna have you come out. I'm <laughs> not kidding you. But is there any other way for people to change their? You know, is there like a universal filter or something? Well, yeah. I mean, you can get one that you know these two inch media filters that install right before the return. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, right before the air exchanger, and and that would be more your heating and air contractor that supply those things because they have to cut a section out and mm-hmm. install it and all that. I don't do that. I I'm more of a I'm an easy. Hey, let's 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 improve the filtration that you're using in the return where the grill is. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then some. I've even heard some heating and air contractors say you shouldn't use filtration at all because it messes up the unit. Well, I, I kind of disagree with that. You know, I, I think that you want to use some and you want to use something, but you don't want to use something so dense uh, like uh, these some of these um, uh, allergen filters the media is so dense that, that the air just has a hard time being sucked through so the, those the media work. is dense yeah the media oh, is oh I thought you were dense. talking about like the media no like, no 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 not, not, no not uh, <laughs> in CNN <laughs> no no the filtration media is you. so dense okay. that it has a hard time allowing the air to pass through well where does the air go right. it goes around it Right. Okay. If you want a little hint, if you use the accordion style filters is what I call them, just so people understand what I'm talking about. Take a little bit of masking tape and tape around where the cardboard and the frame meet and you prevent the bypass. Mm. Okay. That's one simple thing you can do. If you got, some people buy them on sale, so they got a hundred of them. But then you also have that product that has this. It's a built-in frame. Then you leave the frame in place and you change out the filter and it is, and it's very affordable. Eight filters in the frame is $79. 
Oh, really? So if you're spending ten dollars on a filter, I can That's, match that price. If you're spending uh, more than that on the filter, you're yeah. getting a better deal. Okay. The other, th- the real quick, because we only have what four minutes, uh, three minutes. In the last three minutes, people that are out there that are skeptical. You know, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." I've we've been having this. You know, our our crawl space or whatever has smelled like that since 1972. Whatever, right. that's fine. You can be skeptical, but it's 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 a closed case. The 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 documentation, the evidence is in. This does cause problems. Yes. This can cause issues. It can. But what I'm really getting to is this is driving up health cost, healthcare cost out the roof. I mean, it's ridiculous. So why don't? What can we do to help? people, the lawmakers, the insurance companies, because some of this stuff is expensive. Yes. But why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't the biggest healthcare company say, you know what, I'm going to foot the bill for $3,000 worth of remediation because you know what, it's going to save me money. Right. Right. Why can't we get that done? It, the science is in. Why is it so hard for these people to not understand the common science and, and medical application? I don't know. Sometimes I bang my head against the wall and try to figure that out, too. All I can do is educate the homeowner, you know, and let them make those decisions. And I've been laughed out of houses. I mean, I won't lie to you. You know, people, their, their way of thinking is just their way of thinking. So all I can do is take my message to the masses, just like you're allowing me to do today, by the way. Thank you. And, uh, and, and hopefully some people will listen. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to do. But, you know, it's, it's just simple. Um, you know, the cleaner the air. I'm not curing anybody of anything or anything like that, but it's just a well-known fact that allergens cause problems. So if I can get those allergens out of your air, it may help with other situations. Well, you're doing something good for some people because Mark was at a BNI meeting this morning and tell them the story real quick. Well, they just said that they're having you over because whatever you gave them as far as filtration solved their allergy problems. Mm-hmm. So she was bragging on everybody that they should get this And thing. so that was a coincidence because Mark had no knowledge of this and we just happened to be meeting with you today. So I think that that is a testimony to what you're doing and I definitely believe in what you're doing. So when can you come out to my house? Uh, Probably in a couple of days. Well, that's that good. Right? I'll yeah. get with you. All absolutely. Because right, I'd like to talk to you more about it. I think it's important. It's We're going to have to sell the wife on it, though. Sure, absolutely. So you'll have to help me with that piece of it. Um, anything else, Mark? Nope. All right. Well, well we, and if I could, yeah, real absolutely. quick, if y'all follow me on Twitter, I, I do, you know, um, it's uh, I'm at Very Healthy Home. I, I do uh, daily updates and, and hints and advice on that if possible. We will have that on our website, thehousinghour.com. And as well, we'll have his blog and his website. We'll put all of that. Go there now, thehousinghour.com. Thanks again to Michael. We'll be right back after these messages. America's biggest talker is worldwide at WNOXFM.com. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. 
customers. At Titleist Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Roughly six years after the housing market began its longest, deepest slide since the Great Depression, experts believe the end of the slide has come. Home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, and interest rates are at their lowest level. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of these fantastic market conditions. MIG has 16 offices in Tennessee, so call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Your Fox News Radio source, 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to The Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, and this show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, serving Tennessee since 1989. Number one lender in the state of Tennessee, privately held, non-depository lender, and we thank them for being our sponsor. Um, and really, right now, I'd like to tell you about another sponsor, a really important one, as a matter of fact, and that is Admiral Title Company. Um, Admiral Title was started about eight years ago by Phyllis Burnett and Terry Adams, and really their philosophy is very similar to ours, and that is to um, give you outstanding customer service and also to make sure that what your expectations are, um, are met. And that that's what they do. They take you from A to Z. They just make sure that everything's taken care of. When you're financing a home or refinancing or if you're purchasing land, maybe you're paying cash, they will take care of everything for you and answer any questions for you. And they are very knowledgeable and just good people. Mark over at the Oak Ridge office uses them regularly. And, and so does our Knoxville office and many other ones. So if you're a lender out there or maybe a real estate agent, Give them a call. If you want to build a relationship with someone you can trust, call them today, 865-531-6060, Admiral Title. Now I'm going to turn it over to Mark for our next and final guest. All right, Kevin, what we've got today, giving our our goodwill section uh, today, we've got an interesting guest with us, and this is a kind of new to this area. 
but uh, as far as the operation of it. Uh, so uh, Karen Bowdle is with us, and she is with the ALS Association, Tennessee chapter. And ALS is the Lou Gehrig's disease. Everybody can associate that and knows what that is. But Karen heads up the local chapter for the ALS, which is a national organization. And uh, Karen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with this and uh, tell us about how new this chapter is to Tennessee. Well, as I was telling you when we first talked, my mother-in-law, Nancy, had Lou Gehrig's disease 20 years ago. Um, At that time, the closest chapter that I could find was in California. So there was literally no one anywhere nearby to help us. um, No support. No support at all. Um, So last year when I started looking for a job again after uh, getting a couple of boys raised, uh, I got online and saw a job for a development associate with the ALS Association here in Knoxville. And I just felt like that it, this was uh, had my name on it. So I applied and uh, I am their first employee in the Knoxville area. And what's your specific role with them? Well, I my job is to uh, two-pronged, I think, uh, raise awareness and, of course, raise money. And um, I, I think that you have to raise awareness in, in, other to do, uh, in order to do a good job at that second part, which is raising money. Um, and then the money that, that is raised here in the state, what it goes to is to provide very, very important services to patients and their families who are battling this disease across Tennessee. And before we get into describing some of the things that you guys do, tell us a little bit about the disease. People have heard of Lou Gehrig's, but they might not understand exactly what it is, what it does. Right. Um, I guess the best the best nugget to describe it is it is a debilitating neuromuscular disease. And what happens is that for some reason, and there are... Uh, numerous studies that are that are trying to find that reason even as we speak the the brain sort of quits communicating with the muscles and the muscles just um atrophy i guess is the best way to describe it they just lose their ability you you can't move uh for instance my mother-in-law it first affected her speech we thought that she had had some many strokes and it was misdiagnosed for a little while which als patients are often misdiagnosed but um they lose their ability to speak they lose their ability to swallow therefore they lose their ability to eat they lose their ability to walk they lose their ability to move so it sounds like like motor neurons yes motor neurons yes absolutely it's it like i say it's a a neuromuscular uh debilitating um always deadly at this point fortunately we have some uh some advances have been made in medicine and in um just you know um with ventilators and that sort of thing that people can live for many many years with this disease stephen hawking is a great example of that um and so uh people can live uh full lives with medical assistance these days particular age group that it affects um of course, as in every disease, uh, it's, it it's, can be across the board, but typically it's between the ages of late 30s to late 50s is sort of that bell curve for, for when the disease, and that was with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law was 52 when she was diagnosed. So about 20 years, I guess. It doesn't yes. discriminate for age or any of those things. Not it's, at all. Yeah. Um, it, however... Uh, Unfortunately, military veterans they have found are more than twice as likely to be diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder what that cause that comes from. They have not determined the reason for that yet. It does not matter. Interestingly enough, it does not matter when you served or where you served. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Could it have something to do with post-stress disorder, possibly? They are They are looking at that possibility. They are looking at trauma. They are looking at, at just the stress mm. of, you know, of being a soldier. They are looking at quite a number of things. Like I say, the only good news about that is that now the Department of Defense is involved, mm. and uh, yeah. they are they have created a national registry which we call the largest ALS research program ever Mm. and they are also involved in identifying research initiatives so that hopefully um, my my dream is that you know this past July 4th was the 73rd anniversary of when Lou uh, announced his retirement because of this disease Mm. and I would love for some big um, at least treatment uh, to be discovered by the time of the 75th anniversary that's my dream well there's there's so many amazing services that you guys offer and i was noticing that your care services programs you offer home visits uh, you have a communication program monthly newsletter for patients holiday support program research advocacy i mean there's so many awesome things and and we want to be supportive because for folks who have this and they don't have the support maybe they need to be you know talked to or reached out to you know they need to know this is available and i so much appreciate what you're doing because it gives you a voice and and helps to promote what awesome things you guys are doing um but tell us uh, about the, the events that are coming up and how we can support those. Oh, I, that's my favorite thing to do. Our number one fundraiser for the year uh, is the Walk to Defeat ALS. This year, uh, the Knoxville Walk is going to be Saturday, October the 6th. Um, I see that you're wearing orange, so the good news is... bye week. That's a bye week for the Vols. Um, We have a new walk location this year. Uh, We feel like we... Our our number one comment uh, last year was that folks felt like we had outgrown our original location of Victor Ash Park, so we're out at Farragut High School. Uh, You can find out about that. If if you know someone who's had this disease, if if you just want to walk for the cause, you can find out all about that at our website, which is www.ALS. STN.org, and then you just scroll down and kick on the Knoxville Walk. Uh, if there are folks driving through Knoxville that are on their way to the Tri-Cities, I also help with Tri-Cities promotional efforts, and you can find out about the Tri-Cities Walk, which is Saturday, October the 13th, out at one of the prettiest state parks in our state, I think, Warriors Pass State Park. Uh, we try to make it just a wonderful day for our walkers, for our patients, for everyone there. So we would just love for everybody to come out. That is fantastic. I think that there are so many people that are out there listening that either have had someone affected or know somebody that's affected that if there's the need or the desire that they want to actually give back and and help pursue some of the solutions that are associated with this. And, you know, I noticed also, too, that you had some support groups strategically located throughout the area. And anybody that is affected by something, it's so nice to have the support groups. That has been well received here in Knoxville. We just we kicked off our support group effort here in Knoxville after the walk last year. And once again, if folks are out there that just have questions about this disease, um, maybe someone you know um, and love uh, has just been diagnosed, we are here to help. Uh, you can find out all of our information on that website, alstn.org. We'll have that on our website oh, as well. Oh, good, good. Um, you know, it, ALS just seems to be more and more in the news. I know just last week, 
week, the Cake Boss's mother, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, uh, the season finale was about her receiving that diagnosis. Um, uh, in the world of sports, Steve Gleason with the Saints and Kevin Turner, um, football players oh. who have been recently diagnosed and who are uh, working passionately to try to put an end to this disease. So it seems like that even though it, it is still called a, quote, rare disease, uh, every time I mention it, um, I run into someone oh. who has at least been uh, a friend or a family member has been touched by it. And there's a lot of people maybe in the maybe rural areas that are being misdiagnosed possibly. Absolutely. And that is, I think, one of the biggest things because the sooner they can find out that no it's not a stroke then no it's mm-hmm. not this or that the f- sooner they can get to the support and the programs absolutely like i say because it is one of those diseases where oftentimes doctors have not seen it before and it, it's kind of a you know a, a trial and error type diagnosis nothing against our, our wonderful physicians but it is just sort of a hard disease to diagnose uh, it seems like i know my um my mother-in-law was misdiagnosed for well over a year mm. i know of a gentleman who underwent two surgeries um because he was misdiagnosed so you i hear things like that all the time does there seem to be an increase in the diagnosis i mean are there more people getting it or does it seem to be consistent with the past um like i say the the one the the one difference there is probably that military number mm-hmm. um uh, and and we hopefully we will have an answer to that hopefully this registry that the department of defense has created is going to help us get to the bottom of that and and also noticed in the news that recently they've um you know obviously it's not a treatment but there's a blood test i think that can help to give you the prog- progression of the disease so they're always finding new techniques right and um you know every like i say we we have a wonderful communications department at, at the national level that uh is always quick to give us uh to let us know very quickly about clinical trials and research mm-hmm. findings and that sort of thing yeah and and so you can support you can support this organization it's um the website she mentioned was alstn dot org 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 mm-hmm. O-R-G. and we'll also have that up on our website was there anything else that we would like to talk about Got but it. don't forget about that walk on october 6th tennessee is an off week they're going to be undefeated coming into that week probably so you guys can come out and support a great cause and i know that we're going to be having all of our branch managers from all over the country or all over tennessee here in knoxville for that day so we're going to try to encourage them their, oh, well. their spouses possibly to come and get involved um so that's just it's been it's been very nice to have you because i really love the fact that we have some folks like yourself who are passionate and they have somebody in their own lives that are affected by these we had the autism person and we've had several that you know it's just they they're passionate about it and it's what drives them and giving them the ability to talk about these important things really it really makes my day and, and I thank you Mark for bringing folks like this on the show because um, it's so very helpful to us um, and our community for that matter and if, if you need to uh, learn more about it you can go to ALSTN.org and you can also come right to the housing hour because that's where it's going to be the housing so we're coming to the end thank you so much for joining us thank you I appreciate very much it. for having me um, and we are coming to the end of another great show we thank so much for our guests that came in today you can find all of their contact information right on the housing we want to thank Mark our co-host and uh, 
Shine, our producer, and most importantly, Mortgage Investors Group. Uh, for them, if it wasn't for them, this show would not be possible. And everybody, hope you have a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Housing Hour, WNOX. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.